0: Hey everybody! It's your host Gordon Miller, and today we've got an encore episode featuring one of our most popular episodes to date—our very first—with our friend, the most iconic Tabitha Coffee, and she's going to talk about mindset. We recorded this in late July of 2023, and um, since that time, we've recorded with an amazing list of guests. So make sure you check out the long list of guests on the podcast. Um, and before we get started, let me say thank you to the BeautyCast Network sponsors. There's a bunch of them, I'm gonna read them fast, but we are so appreciative because they make it possible to do everything we do. And those would be Ulta, Great Clips, the JC Penney Salon Organization, Sports Clips, Floyd's, Intercoiffure, European Wax Center, iSpa, Fantastic Sam's, Andes, Johnny B, and Olivia Garden. And thanks to them all, let's get started with Tabitha Coffee. <laughs> hey everybody welcome to mastering beauty an all-new podcast from beautycast network a platform committed to supporting students and new professionals with the ideal career opportunities in beauty barbering wellness and massage every sunday we will bring you brilliant guests to share their best advice around building sustainable successful careers i'm gordon miller ceo beautycast network and your podcast host And in this, our very first episode, I am excited to be joined by Beautycast Network's founder, Penny Burns, along with my good friend, the most iconic, Tabitha Coffey. A renowned educator, artist, and businesswoman, Tabitha is known around the world as host of the Bravo hit series, Tabitha's Salon Takeover. She is the author of a personal memoir, It's Not Really About the Hair, The Honest Truth About Life, Love, and the Business of Beauty. Tabitha has worked with a veritable who's who of the salon industry, including some of the biggest brands in beauty. She is also an accredited coach, master neurolinguistic linguistic programming practitioner, and a certified hypnotherapist. Welcome to the inaugural Mastering Beauty episode, Tabitha Coffey and Beautycast Network founder, Penny Burns.
1: So excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Gosh, I'm so excited to be here. I'm sort of starstruck to be on this podcast with Tabitha Coffee. So very, very exciting day for me.
0: And I'm still starstruck. You know, no so it's like, uh, and, and I consider you a friend, but I, I can't help myself. I'm starstruck. This podcast is is all about helping professionals have long, sustainable, successful careers. And I know both of you have had those things. And so, start with with. Some best advice you've received because you know we we all depend on mentors, we all have role models, and I just think the influence they have on all of our lives is, is so important, so critical. So Tapathy, you first, is there any advice that you've received over the course of your career that, that just feels like the best advice to share with others?
2: It sounds so strange, but someone once told me to be like bamboo. And it didn't make a lot of sense at the time. Um, But I've come to realize that, you know, bamboo is pretty impressive because it's so incredibly flexible and resilient. So I took that and my interpretation is, you know, in the face of adversity, which we all have in our careers, in our business, remember to be bamboo because it bends, but it rarely breaks. So we need to stay really adaptable, yet rooted to our core mission.
0: I, lo- I love that. And 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 a warning though, stay away from the koala bears because they, they-
2: <laughs> <laughs> they're mean, but they're not on bamboo anyway, so that's okay.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> so,
0: and then Penny, the same question. Any any great advice that you've received throughout your career that's that you'd like to share?
1: Well, a piece that I received many moons ago um and that I've shared out a lot is you know, be able to take criticism. Never focus on how it's given because sometimes people are great at giving criticism and some people are not. So just sort of reach in and grab what that nugget is and take it and use it to uh, and grow with it. So, you know, I think that's been something that stuck with me for many years is just be able to take criticism well.
0: And you can you can connect the dots back to the bamboo, right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I, I love that. So, we're here to talk about Tabitha's favorite topic and, and one that kind of has become mine thanks to Tabitha and the many conversations we had, especially during pandemic, and, and that is mindset. And Tabitha, first, maybe let's define it, but I, but I want you to share why you have such passion for it.
2: Um, sure. So, you know, the broad definition of mindset, it refers to our attitudes, our beliefs, and our overall state of mind. Um, that then shapes how we each perceive and react to any situation, right? So it's our way of thinking that determines our behaviors, our outlook, and our mental attitude, um, and how we make sense of the world and of ourselves. The big thing with mindset is that it truly does influence how we approach our goals, how we handle obstacles, how we be- perceive. Um, again, ourselves and others. And when we have a positive mindset, we can be resilient. We can be more motivated, more open, more willing to learn, more able to accept criticism. And when we have a limiting mindset, that can truly hinder our personal development and our progress um, or even our ability to keep moving forward so that we don't become stuck and rigid.
0: In an industry where, you know, we talk so much about experience. And I think sometimes as as the receiver of experience, as a consumer myself, you know, in a salon, in a spa, or, or in other parts of my life, when something negative happens, I don't maybe feel that person's with me, or perhaps something else goes wrong. Especially since we started talking about this, I, I think I often kind of make a judgment that there might be something off with that person's mindset depends on the circumstances, you know, if it feels like a one-off, but they just kind of come at me with a really negative in a negative demeanor. I have that thought. Is is that potentially a a correct thought? Does does mindset uh, affect how we present ourselves to others?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the old analogy of glass half full or half empty is a true mindset statement right? If you want to take that as an archetype for it. So my passion for mindset became after being in the industry for so long and, and dealing with thousands of clients over my career and probably hundreds of thousands of, of at this point of hairdressers in educational settings and, and teaching with a hands-on or through business or being on stage. Um, there were people that were challenging to um, growth or to criticism or to be able to get out of their own way, I could see their potential. I could see how incredible their work was. I could see how great their hands were, but it was their mind that was stuck in this wall and it was really hard to penetrate through that. So I started to realise it was nothing with the technical skill I could give them and teaching them a technique, it was the soft skills that we talk about a lot, Gordon, and part of that is mindset. And that's why I'm so passionate about it because it is such a valuable skill that helps to put us on the road to success. It isn't just about our craft, it is about our mind. Um, and how we then use and adapt our craft and ourselves so that we have sustainability, longevity, and success in our
1: careers.
0: I love that. And and Penny, you know, Beautycast Network is in that space. You know, of connecting new professionals, you know, with their careers, with their future careers, the job market, and. How does that resonate with you, that knowing how much time you spend in that space of um, the importance of mindset to people just coming into the profession?
1: Well, you know, from being in the school space for so long, people students come in and you know they 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 got this big career idea in front of them this goal this career goal and they're so excited but i see sometimes they they get stuck and i think it's exactly what tabitha's talking about is there that fear sets in or or whatever it is and they they get stuck in back in that fixed mindset my question is to tabitha how can how can you as an individual move from more of that fixed reactive mindset to more of that growth, you know, proactive mindset? How, how would you suggest somebody, you know, transition themselves?
0: Um, it,
2: it's such a great question. And the first thing is always with curiosity, right? And, and it's being curious with ourselves. So sometimes it's called um, innocence, having a childlike mind approach. Um, and as hairdressers, we have this because we're always learning, right? So we have that part of us that always wants to, um, oh, let me try this. It's new. Let me explore. So it's having that internally with ourselves and being able to look at why am I so scared to do this, right? Why, why, am, I, why am I not able to break through this pattern that I am having with myself? Why am I stopping myself from doing this? Why does this feel challenging? And just being open enough to ask ourselves those questions that can feel so simple can start to unstick, right? The fixed mindset that we have. And then we can get, we need to get really honest with ourselves and go, oh, I'm scared. I feel like maybe I'm not as good at this as I should be. What does that mean? How do I get better at it? Or how do I make myself feel more confident to be able to move forward? So, you know, for me, a lot of people come to me and say, I need to be more confident. I do not agree with that. I believe they need to be more courageous because confidence is a muscle that we have that is built over time through repetition. So anything that we do over and over again consistently, we build that muscle mass in our hands as, as technicians, in our mind, in our body, and it means that we can start to predetermine and predict the end result of what's going to happen based on our previous experience. That is confidence. Mm-hmm way to take the step towards the path of confidence is to have the courage to take the first step.
1: That is something we've got to screen from the rooftops, you know because we we hear that all the time is from employers. well, they're lacking in self-confidence. So it's really more about, as you've mentioned, courage and curiosity. So first you've got to have the curiosity, then you've got to have the courage. And then you will get the confidence, and I think that just sort of—it's just such a great way to look at it. And I, I think it makes people be just—just just think about it in a very great way that it's not as overwhelming.
2: Confidence is the most overrated thing <laughs> for me because it—you know—it really does come. I—I I learn new things all the time. I am not confident when I first do them because I don't have that muscle memory yet. It takes a while to build that up. But the thing that I always have to step back and rely on, we all have to have that learner's um, mindset. And that is part of a growth mindset. And that learner's mindset is courage is the fuel that is going to allow me to take the first step. And then the other part of that is the acceptance, um, which goes back to what you were saying, you know, Penny with with being able to take criticism and also being bamboo and being resilient, the next step of that after the courage is being able to maybe not do it correctly, not do it to the best of your ability and be okay with that because you need to know that that is part of the learning, that is part of the adaption that you need to take to turn that new skill that you're learning and you're putting into practice on a client or on a mannequin or on a model, whomever it is that you need to be adaptable to then take those steps to build it into a confidence producing act for you.
0: I'm fascinated with the conversations that are going around about what's called imposter syndrome in, in particular in industry. A lot of people I know who I would label as, as, as people who are curious, who, you know, are, um, courageous in, in what they're doing and, and getting to a certain level. And yet that low self-esteem, that lack of confidence is still kind of hanging over them. So, for that person who kind of follows this path you're talking about, but still gets kind of blocked at that really critical last step in, in, in feeling truly confident, any advice?
2: I, I have such a um, love-hate they're strong words for me that I have with imposter syndrome because I totally understand it and I think we have all been there at some point point. and I think where it essentially comes from is um, the fact that we are going to fall on our face and feel humiliated. That's where it comes from, right, and it is fear. So it often isn't for me, and in my experience and the people I work with, it often isn't just rooted in um, having confidence in something. It is feeling like there's something. It's still not that acceptance of what. If, what if I screw this up? Right. What if. What if I don't get it right? Everyone's looking at me. And that is unfortunately a cultural thing that we have now with social media, which is amazing, and we can share all our work and accolades and, you know, information with each other and it's incredible, it has also make, made us look at people and say they're better than me, I'm better than them, right? I'm not as good as they are, they're better at this than me. So we've created this judgement system and, I, and also a cancel culture. And I think that's where it comes from. So for me, that feels a very different thing. Um, I mean, look, there, there are times that I've stood on a stage and it happens to me a lot. And I just look out at this audience packed with my peers and an industry of people that I love and I am so overwhelmed. Um, and I, there is a voice that goes, just how did I get here? Mm. Mm -hmm. Right, like how did I get this opportunity to stand here and present to this amazing audience? How did I get here? Um, And just overwhelmed by gratitude. But the other side of it is um, I'm incredibly grateful that I'm there and I also know I have worked hard, as has every single person in that audience that sits in front of me and before me, they've worked their tails off as well. None of us have gotten there by chance. We've all gotten there through blood, sweat, tears, passion, um, and growth, actually, a growth mindset.
1: I think I think that's very important for students, um, future professionals, to know that. I know it's probably cliche, but, I mean, they're going to have to fail to succeed. I mean, you know, you, you're going to have to go through some things that you're not going to get quite right or you know, you're not going to know that you got to learn and maybe relearn. And so, you know, I, I just want students to be open to that learning because I think they they block themselves. I know as an educator in schools, a lot of times you you see that where they, you know, they're just not open to learning. Uh, and I, I, I think it's, do you think that's fear, Tabitha, that they're just not open to learning and they're, you know, they're holding themselves back.
2: Yeah, absolutely, it's fear. And you know, for me, there are no failures. Have I fallen on my face several times? Heck yeah, I have. <laughs> and each time, I, each time I've gotten up and dusted myself off. You know, sometimes with my tail between my legs and some egg on my face, right, and feeling a little humiliated. Um, my ego's taken taken the brunt of the bruising, but every, everything that people look at as failures are actually opportunities and steps toward growth because that is how we learn. If we were absolutely amazing, adept, confident, and had this incredible ability in every single thing we did, well, then we wouldn't learn anything new and there would be no growth. So we have to be a little uncomfortable. I think often we have to be okay with being uncomfortable, right? It doesn't feel good to be uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good to not be good at something. But you have to feel that to get to the other side of feeling more comfortable and feeling um, competent and confident in something it doesn't happen overnight. Some people have a natural talent or aptitude for one skill as opposed to another and something may be a little more challenging for us to to get in different ways but there's always going to be a new challenge coming up in our career, in our life, in our business, within ourselves and we have to get comfortable with that discomfort and learn to Maneuver through it and know that it's temporary, right? And it, it, it's just an opportunity for growth. That is
1: the growth mindset. I mean, what you just said right there, that is, that's is—that's when you know that you are in that mindset of growth is when, when you can fail and get up and dust yourself off and keep going.
2: Yeah, 100%. Our industry is all about growth. I mean, we ask our clients to change, right? Our industry is built on the pillar of change. Our clients sit in our chair and we we ask them to change. We want them to change. We're excited when they want to change, right? We encourage that. So we need to have that same mindset with ourselves because it does feel like a hairdresser's paradox for me sometimes is we're asking clients to change because it's exciting for us. It keeps them up to date. It's exciting for them. It feels fresh. And change doesn't need to be huge to feel different or refreshing or make something look different. We know that small incremental change can feel quite monumental to some people. But we're asking our clients to be uncomfortable for a moment through that change process, right? We're asking them to get comfortable with the discomfort if we're changing their color or their haircut. And we're asking them and encouraging them to grow. But often we don't do that with ourselves. And that's what we need to look at.
0: And that idea of small incremental change is so powerful. And again, throughout pandemic, you and I were talking, including on some podcasts about, you know, financial literacy and how important, I am mean, kind of use it metaphorically, you know, which is you save 10 bucks a day, you know, and that's three grand a year and $3,000 for many of us, depending on how we use it can be life-changing. So, again, something small and incremental can literally change your life. And so, Tabitha, riff on that idea for a second relative to what you're talking about.
2: So, so that's where the growth mindset comes in as well. I think some of the time, especially with um, students and younger beauty professionals, they are looking again at this benchmark of more seasoned stylists, people that have been in the industry for a minute, maybe have more confidence or their, skill, their skills are at a different stage and they're put it using that benchmark for themselves instead of realising that all these little incremental change. 1% better every day is huge growth. That's all you need, 1% better every day. What can I do tomorrow to be 1% better than I was today? How can I show up tomorrow and be 1% better at my balayage, at my haircut, at my salon, in myself? How can I be 1% better tomorrow than I was today? What will that look like? And often because we don't incremental change accumulates, which is amazing, and then it becomes rocket fuel, we don't look at that. We want this massive change overnight. We want it to go from, you know, zero to 100 overnight and be in this different place instead of working on the skills and looking for this small incremental change. When it happens overnight, it is unsustainable. When it's incremental and every day you're looking at how can I be better tomorrow than I was today? How can I do this differently to improve upon this or improve upon myself? Not only are you living in a growth mindset and cultivating that within yourself in all that you do and how you show up and be, including your work, the changes may not be visible overnight, but over time, and if you're talking about a sustainable
1: career, they will make the difference. That's unbelievable advice right there.
0: And I think about my own experience again in the salon and, and you know to me that if that 1% was just Take a week and be a little bit better at how you greet your clients. As a client, that's game-changing for me and how I feel about my hairdresser. Or my next one would be, um, be a little bit more mindful at the shampoo bowl with me. I mean, we consumers love nothing better than a great shampoo. I mean, right. and again, it's crazy, but it's, it's, it's important. And that 1% can be life-altering as far as your career.
2: Yeah, I mean, 1% of listening to a client. Right, 1% of actually when you're doing a consultation and a client is speaking to you, 1% more actual focus, not speaking, looking at a client, looking in their eyes, watching their body language, evaluating them and truly listening to their words. What aren't they saying, but you know, they're saying it. You can only hear that when you're actually really present with them. If you could just give 1% of that to your consultation, that would open up a whole different conversation and a whole different experience for the client and opportunity for the stylist.
0: So, Tabitha, give us a little bit of a wrap-up on mindset. I've, I've got another question that's important to ask you. But, but first, wrap-up, kind of bullet point, what should somebody thinking about as they leave this podcast and maybe something actionable?
2: The actionable step that I would, I would encourage everyone and invite them to look at is two things. Where do you feel stuck, right? Where do you feel stuck? And, and it's a conversation with you and you, right? So be really honest about it. Where do you feel stuck? Where do you feel like you may be challenged, struggling a little bit, not getting something? Get really honest about that. Is it fear? Is it lack of confidence? Do you need a little bit more courage? Do you need it explained in a different way so that you understand it? Do you just need to get your hands dirty, right, so that it can actually come together for you? Remember, we all learn in different ways. So, that's the first thing. Use that curiosity and ask yourself where where you may have some sticking points, where you may be in a fixed mindset and unable to move through it and just Get really curious with yourself, no judgment, right? It's not about judging yourself, not about coming down on yourself. It's just curiosity. And the other thing I would encourage everyone to do is the strongest thing that we have in our lives are the choices we make. So what choice can you make every day that is going to get you closer to your goal and be 1% better tomorrow than you were today? right? Every day, ask yourself that question. What can I choose today that will get me closer to my goal, closer to the career I want, closer to nailing this technique that I'm having a really challenging time with? Don't put the pressure on yourself and say, I've got to have this many clients. or make this much money. Take that pressure off just 1% small incremental steps over time and commit to doing that. If you committed to doing that every day for a month, I will guarantee you at the end of the month, you will see things start to change.
1: Wow, Tabitha, that is great, great advice. Since, you know, fear plays a part in keeping people from, you know, completing things and following through, what advice would you give to students or anybody that's trying to comp- you know complete something and they get scared and fearful
2: when we start to have these fears fear creates self doubt self doubt creates blame shame judgment with ourselves and discomfort and we cope with it in a lot of different ways so sometimes we run we procrastinate we won't do anything We deny, right, but often instead of moving through it, the the thing we do is give up. It feels easier to give up than it does to work through it. And, again, I'll go back to the small incremental steps. That will build a sustainable, profitable, if if you learn all the things that you need to learn and apply them, career. It doesn't happen overnight. It is unrealistic for anyone to think that it happens overnight. There are no overnight successes. They may blow up on social media and we may think, "Oh my god, they came out of the sky and look how famous they are." No, they've been sitting at home practicing, playing that music, working on their thing. There is there is no overnight success. And when it gets challenging, when we can get really honest with ourselves and what am I challenged by? What am I scared of? Do I need to learn how to communicate better? Do I need to focus just on my haircutting abilities right now? Do I need to make sure I know more about my colour abilities before I do this? Am I not proficient in this area? And that makes me uncomfortable. You know we need we need to get honest, and we do put a lot of pressure on, especially some of our young beauty professionals coming in, um, and and also our experienced with all the different things that that they have to do, and that's why I like to break any goals um, or path to success into bite sized pieces. When we look at the whole mountain, we think I'm never going to scale it. When we start to develop a roadmap of how how do you get up the top of the mountain, one step at a time, and here's what we're going to focus on. We're going to focus on five steps in front of us for now. Here's what you're going to need. Here are the five steps. Here's what we do. We will get to the top of the mountain, um, but, you know, we're not meant to be just dropped there. We need to walk the path, do it slowly, make sure our lungs adjust, right, make sure we're comfortable, our body's warmed up, all of those things. And the analogy I'm using, it is the same with our career.
1: So it's probably important to really, at the end of every day, if you're, you're trying to succeed in that 1% growth each day, is to, to really reflect at the end of each day on that day.
2: I'm huge on reflection. So, you know, every, every evening, um, I encourage everyone, especially when you're learning, what did I learn today? If you want to write it down, that's amazing. If that's not your thing, that's okay. Just reflect on it with what did I learn today? Or, wow, when I did that client today, that was really amazing. Or when I learned this in school, it finally clicked for me. Yay, right? And then I start my day with what choices am I going to make today to make it better than yesterday? How can I show up better today than I did yesterday? What am I going to do? So we need to get in the habit um, of making sure that we set ourselves up for success, and part of that is through our emotional, um, I call it emotional energetic hygiene. And part of that is what do I need? What do I need to be successful today? What do I need to be in the right mindset, in the right, right body frame of mind to have a good day? how am I going to do that? And reflection is a big part of that. And being honest with ourselves.
0: Such good stuff. Tabitha, big question. Best advice you have for our audience, those who are looking to have great long careers?
2: Um, I mean, the first thing is never stop learning. You know, we, we, again, it's growth mindset. We're always learning. The only way we can expand um, and keep keep relevant and moving forward and also to keep it exciting. Our profession is exciting. And the only way to keep it exciting is to keep challenging yourself and and keep learning and keep being a student. So that that would be the first thing. Um, and you know the other thing for me is it's passion. And passion is it sounds cliche, but when we can really hold on to our passion and remember why we do what we do um, and stay passionate about what it is we do, it is rocket fuel. It is truly rocket fuel. 41 years I've been in this industry and I am as passionate today, actually probably more passionate today after 41 years than when I started because now I do have more confidence when I started, I wasn't quite as courageous, and I didn't have the confidence. So now my passion just fuels me.
0: You also have something I think that's important that we all recognize as we grow through our careers. You have context, you, and you and I talk all the time about the larger industry, and, and over the time, you've just come to discover and, and to learn and to understand what all the parts and pieces are and, and what they mean. So I think, I think you understand better than most today because of your journey what this industry really is about and, and how we all can better navigate it.
2: Um, thank you. If I may, I will say that, you know, I didn't start my career knowing where it would go now, but I was always open to opportunity. I never said no to opportunity. An opportunity to me didn't mean being paid, right? It meant an opportunity. If someone invited me, to go and apprentice with them or to go and learn something or to go and work backstage with them or to go to this photo shoot and learn i would say yes to any opportunity that came my my way because of my passion and because i kept saying yes to opportunities throughout my career it took me in all these different pathways and all these different pathways i have gone down are available to everyone out there that's listening, because those pathways came from my passion, and they all came from me being a hairdresser.
0: So love it. And, and few people can match your passion for the industry, Tabitha. So as, as always, I'm, we're excited to have you here. Let me say to Penny, um, special guest today, founder of BeautyCast Network. So um, Penny, thank you for being here with Tabitha and I today on our first podcast.
1: It's been a pleasure. I'm I'm walking away with a lot of great nuggets from Tabitha today, so I love it.
0: And Tabitha, as as always, I mean I've lost count how many we've done together now. So, but it's always such an honor to to have yeah. you here. I want to let everybody know that it's Tabitha Coffee everywhere, right? TabithaCoffee.com.
2: Tabitha Coffee
1: everywhere.
0: Everywhere, Instagram, uh-huh. and now th- and now Threads, just getting started. So uh, everybody follow Tabitha um, if you get a chance to see her live in in her appearances around the industry on webinars as well as in person. I highly, highly recommend it. Um, It has been a pleasure once again. And so um, to our audience, thank you for being with us on this very first Mastering Beauty podcast. Uh, We'll be back with you every single Sunday if you like the podcast. I hope you'll share it with others. Um, Give us a like, uh, hit the subscription button, um, share it with others, pay it forward. Um, That's what so much of, of being successful in this industry is, is really truly about. So uh, thank you once again for being here. Again, it's BeautyCast Network, Mastering Beauty. I'm Gordon Miller, your host. We will see you again next time.